Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Pressure from the left after a prominent liberal columnist writes, President Biden should not run again in 2024, citing voter concerns about age and the VP's unpopularity. That combination seems to me to be um, potentially dangerous for the, for the Democrats in, in f- fending off what would be a disaster, a revenge presidency by, by Donald Trump. David Ignatius getting so much heat uh, from the left for saying what everybody knows is true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not Self-evident. The, not the stuff about Trump being a did revenge, whatever, all that crap, but uh, but the fact that Joe Biden is the most likely person to lose, and Kamala Harris would lose, too. But he also points out in that column, it's getting pretty late to do anything about it, which is true on the right also. All these conversations about who's going to run and who's going to jump into a race, and is Michelle Obama going to get in or on the left or Glenn Youngkin on the right, or at some point you run out of time. And I thought we should talk to somebody about that. Yeah, how's all that work? Let's ask uh, Gary Dietrich, nonpartisan political analyst, longtime friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show. You ought to follow him uh, on uh, the Twitter machine, at Gary Dietrich. Uh, Gary, welcome. How are you, sir? 
Hey, good morning, guys. And so I've been waiting for one of the two of you, for, I mean, every, pretty much every morning to throw your hat in the ring, but it, time's a-wasting, guys. It's time to get in. Yeah, I, I feel like the average person runs around with this belief that any human being can just decide to run for president the month before the election and uh, and, 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 and and surprise everyone. But what, what's the reality of when you got to get in before it's too late? Yeah, that's a great question, guys, and it is coming up a lot right now for the reasons you mentioned. And, of course, you know, let's be clear also, because of Donald Trump's legal woes in particular, you know, how long before somebody else could get in? If somebody, you know, everybody kind of has sometimes their fantasy candidates they'd like to see. This is the real key to the whole deal, and this is why you also hear so much talk pretty much every election cycle about, you know, why doesn't an independent candidate get in, and what would that take, and why is that so difficult? It boils down to one very simple general fact, and that is we do not run national elections in the United States. We run 50 separate state elections. Each state has their own filing requirements. Some of those require a certain, a fairly sizable number of voter signatures. Others are just a filing fee, but they all have deadlines. That's the real key. And so that's why, for example, next month is the filing deadline for South Carolina and Nevada. After that, it's Arkansas and another state. In December comes a whole slew of states, including the biggies, California and Texas. So in other and words, if, if Michelle Obama decided, you know, I am going to run for president in November, she can't get on the ballot in South Carolina in, in uh, Nevada, for instance, if she makes this decision in November. She just couldn't. That's well, exactly as an independent right. or as a Democrat? Uh, either way. You have to, I mean, you have to, you know, if you're going to put your name on a ballot, uh, you, you have to... Go through this filing process, and that's the real challenge. That's what people sometimes forget, and that is why, uh, you know, now there would be a difference, for example, if the president were to, say, in the middle of next spring, for whatever reason, he's incapacitated, he has to leave office. And then the vice president, of course, would assume his duties. Now you're in a whole different ballgame. Half the primaries are over. You'd have to have the party itself begin to think about what they're going to do about it. And keep in mind, you know, there is always the option for the party to have a so-called brokered convention. That came up sometimes. You know, we were think, talking about people like Hillary versus Bernie Sanders, etc. But the real bottom line is you've got to go through a process of getting your name on a ballot. Every candidate, of course, has a filing process. Doesn't matter whether you're running for city council or whatever it is, and there are very specific requirements to, uh, attached to each of those. Okay, before we get off on that, so here's there are a couple of scenarios I think are likely uh, because I am on the record saying Joe Biden will not run again. He, he can't. It's absurd to think that he could serve even part of another term. If uh, if for instance uh, they go ahead and put off uh, reckoning with that reality until the convention, he stands up and says, "I really can't be running. Let's have an honest debate here at our convention of who we want the candidate to be." They could do that, right, and get the candidate on on the ballot in all yeah, fifty that's states. Correct. And he would, and Joe, he would have a lot of leverage to do that, particularly if he'd already garnered enough of the delegates to make him the nominee. You know what I mean? I mean, he'd be saying basically, "I'm stepping aside." For whatever reason, and uh, I'm not going to, you know, utilize my rights of having this many delegates. It becomes a lot more dicey, of course, is when, again, I mentioned that one scenario where you get to a convention or get close to a convention with no clear winner or at least or at least uh, looking like there's some serious competition there. This, by the way, is also made more dicey on the Democratic side. Because for those people that don't know, the Republicans are following the traditional model. You've got the Iowa caucuses, 
coming up here in, in February. You've got the uh, then then followed by New Hampshire, the first primary, etc. Yeah, uh, let's see. I'm just looking here. January 15th, Iowa Republican caucuses. Real quick on the Democratic side, there's a huge debate underway. The Democrats want to make South Carolina their first primary. They want to do that on February 3rd. They say it's going to make for more diverse representation. No, it's because because they're 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 worried that Biden could lose in some of those other places. They want to start with a big win. That's why. Hey, let me clarify something. Gary, real quick, because I think we're confusing people. We talked about all those filing filing deadlines in November and a slew in December, blah, blah, blah. Right. But now you're saying, yes, they could switch the candidate in August of next year. So are you filing to have, like, the party on the ballot or what? How do you square those two things? No, you're, fil- you're filing to have your own name on the ballot, Joe. And um, what, what's, what ultimately happens... Okay, i got to jump you- in again because I'm, I'm confused. So are we talking about filing to run to be the nominee of a party yes Yes. okay but so okay but you could at the convention though which is not till next summer couldn't either party pick whoever the hell they want yes okay so all of that is about the nomination process but once you get to the convention because they make up the rules at the convention they can decide you know what we do want michelle obama that's possible, but she's, right? But she's not on the well, ballot in any of the states? How the hell does that work? But, but the Demo- well, the, the, what, what ends up happening is the party ends up having a, you know, they, they have rules committees, and the rules committee will get together and say, well, look, for various reasons. You know, this has been, this has been surmised when you've talked about, well, what people always ask, the, you know, hypotheticals. What happens if somebody gets assassinated on a campaign trail or whatever, but now they've already got two-thirds of the delegates? Then what do you do? You start the process all over. We have, you know... Uh, primaries again in all those states? No, that's impossible, of course. And so there has to be machinations, you know, within party bureaucracies for all, all kinds of scenarios. So um, that that's how it works. So they would just open it up and say, "All right, uh, you, uh, uh, Gavin Newsom, you can file to run for president here at the convention, and we'll get you on the ballots." Well, yeah, that's, that's, I'm glad you're bringing up uh, filing, Joe, in that context. No, you wouldn't file with the party. The filing happens with each individual state. And that's why, for example, okay, here's a good example. So this week you had the Secretary of State for New Hampshire. People have been trying to get bit Donald Trump's name. Let's reverse this. Get Donald Trump's name kept from going on a ballot because of the 14th Amendment and he's, you know, insurrection, et cetera, et cetera. The New Hampshire Secretary of State came out this week and said, no, if he meets the filing requirements, I have no legal recourse. And the AG in the state said the same thing about it. I have no legal recourse to keep him off of the ballot. That's Donald Trump filing to run in New Hampshire. Okay, all right. I'm going to try one more time. I'm going to try one more time. I do feel like I know less than I did before we started. I'm not, I'm not blaming you for this, Gary, but I feel like I know less than before I'm, we started. I'm, I'm going to pick Gavin Newsom just because his name is bandied about. Gavin Newsom, who has not filed to be on any ballots anywhere, is tabbed to be the nominee when Joe Biden announces he's not running at the convention. You said, yes, they can do that. He can run, but he's not. he has not filed in the way you described. So how can he be the nominee? How does he well, get on the ballots? Yeah, because they'll change the rules. Well, well th- those that those filings I'm talking about, guys, are just for the primaries in each of the individual fifty states. Okay. I, rec- I, I recognize why this is confusing. So he that's for the primary elections, 
The general Got election it. is a separate as a separate entity next November, of course. Well, okay, so then and that's bingo. What... Like the authorities in Pennsylvania, we have finally found the suspect that we are looking for, and that's the distinction between the primaries and the general. So okay. for the general election, do the two major parties basically have an they're already they're already in. They have an open slot at Democrat and at Republican are gonna run in the general election at the convention either through the primary process or some new process, they can pick whoever they want? Uh, well, yeah, basically, the, the parties control who their nominee is. The state, As they should. You know, yeah, so, so the parties get to select who they want. And again, this has been talked about over the years, you know, again, for all the hypotheticals I threw out there. You know, what if somebody gets sick? What if they find some huge problem, you know, in their... In their whatever it is, and the, and the parties don't want to put them up as their nominee, or you have a so-called brokered convention, you get there and you don't have, nobody has enough delegates. Then the party has to become involved at the convention, and that's why you hear about these so-called brokered conventions. But whoever they pick, anybody, is okay to run as the Democrat or the Republican for the general election. Yes, clearly. So, yes. so what I have been saying has been wrong, I think, for a long time then. So Mel- Michelle Obama could drop in uh, out of nowhere to the convention, they decide to run her at the last moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and this is this is you know, it, it probably next year, guys, we're going to hear more about this than we ever have for the reasons you guys have already noted. I mean, and the same is true. The same is true with Donald Trump. Let's just say he goes through, and all of a sudden next spring he collects three uh, convictions, right, on these four different trials. I'm just making this up, right? But he's got a whole bunch of delegates. Republicans could decide, listen, you know, we just cannot go with this guy at the convention. That's, wow. That is possible to happen. Yeah, we've got to be at both conventions. Cause they, both brokered conventions. Because I've been, I've been <laughs> mocking for years. I remember Tim Russert and Meet the Press would always say, so we could have a brokered convention. There's not going to be a brokered convention. You guys, just your wet dream is a brokered convention. Oh. All you old uh, the journalists or whatever. It's like, we got to process. Well, this time we could have two. <laughs> Wow, could be Gary Dietrich, nonpartisan political analyst. Follow him uh, on Twitter at Gary Dietrich. Uh, Gary, thanks for the enlightenment. It was our bad, our confusion, oh, yeah, yeah, our yeah. just just towering ignorance as usual. Uh, <laughs> but it's always good to talk. Likewise, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.